Welcome to Travel, Pray, Slay, a podcast for professional women who travel, love God, and are ready to level up their life. On the podcast, we discuss all things travel, faith, career, love, and lifestyle, all focused on helping you take the next steps you need to bring your visions into reality and live the extraordinary life God created for you to live. If you love Jesus, Beyonce, and catching flights, then look no further because you have found your tribe, sis. I'm your host, Toy Nicole, and I can't wait to get into today's episode with you. Hello, everyone. It's Toy Nicole, and welcome back to the Travel Pray Slay podcast. So it is spring. Y'all, I'm sitting here looking out the window at a beautiful day. It's going to be a high of 75 today. So we have had some wonderful spring weather. And as we are, well, now we're in quarter two of 2021. And I wanted to come back on and do another quick podcast related to travel prep because travel is back, y'all. Outside is open. (laughs) So everyone is ready to get back outside this summer after we've all been stuck at home all of 2020 and travel is back up. So recently, TSA recorded the highest number of travelers since the pandemic started. Delta has opened up middle seats. American Airlines bookings are up 90%. And CDC just gave the green light for fully vaccinated individuals to safely travel with some restrictions. But pretty much, if you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to quarantine upon return from any trip that you take. And you wouldn't have to get tested prior going on a trip. So one in four Americans have at least had their like first shot by now. And I think as of like last week, 65 million Americans are fully vaccinated. I am proud to report that I'm one of them. I just wanted to choose to be a part of the solution, no matter the different hesitancies that are out there. Just grateful to have made it all of this time without catching COVID and want to continue that. And so I am fully vaccinated and I am ready. So everyone is planning for spring breaks and summer travel and accommodations are always at the top of the list. So I had started noticing really in the past like two years or so, 2020 travel just does not count anymore. So it's just like everything is spoken of and like, what I did in 2019. But I started to notice that whenever I was getting ready for a trip and planning something, that I was searching Airbnbs first before I would do a hotel search. And I realized that there's a lot about Airbnbs that I like over hotels. So I wanted to record this episode to share the pros and cons of Airbnbs versus hotel to hopefully help you find the right place for your next vacation. So Airbnbs versus hotel. First, let's talk about the cost, right? So there's really not a, this one is more expensive answer on this one because it really can depend. And obviously when it comes to hotels, it's the same as it is with Airbnbs. You have your high-end ones and you have your budget-friendly in both categories, right? You can choose to rent out 
the mansion, you know, right on the beach in Malibu, or you can choose, you know, the Ritz Carlton. So it really depends, but there are some ways for you to think about being cost effective with both of them. So when it comes to hotels, obviously they always are running specials. And if you do choose to travel by hotels primarily, then what you want to do is just to begin to build status and loyalty with one hotel partner. Because overall, that's going to get you all kind of savings in the long run, right? So while it may initially start out being expensive to like choose Hilton, if you will, over like Ramada Inn, maybe let's say that one. Over time, because you've built up those points, you'll get things like free nights, upgrades, free parking, free breakfast. There are all kind of perks. So picking one hotel group to be loyal to and enjoying those benefits actually can save you. So for instance, if you are that person, right, if you have built loyalty with a particular hotel, it is going to be cost effective for you to choose hotels over Airbnbs, right? Because that's just a better deal. I remember when I used to like travel with a friend, they had points with Hyatt. So anytime we were going to go somewhere, they were like, no, no, I've got Hyatt points. I can get us a free night. I can upgrade us to a suite. So it was just much better for them to use Hyatt because they weren't coming out of pocket as much. Another thing too, is a lot of credit card programs give you hotel points. So that makes it affordable too, right? If you have a certain credit card that every time you purchase something, those add up to hotel points, you can turn that into free stays. That doesn't happen with Airbnbs, right? There's no loyalty program. There's no incentive because you're obviously choosing to stay at different places, different people's homes. But one way that Airbnbs can become affordable is it really depends on the type of travel. So if it's a group or a couple's trip, that is where I do think an Airbnb can be more cost effective. Because if you pick a large place to stay, a big house, you split the costs, right? A friend of mine, they did like a girl's trip in Michigan. And then before I left Chicago, a friend and I did a Airbnb bed and breakfast type there too. So you could split the costs, right? And that's preferred over a hotel. After I had moved from Chicago back here to Dallas, some friends and I went back to Chicago for the jazz festival. And we chose an Airbnb. It was four of us. So if you have more than like three people on your trip, or like I said, if it's like a couple's trip, you definitely want to go with an Airbnb. And I mean, I'm getting a little too grown, been too grown to be sharing rooms and beds, right? Like in my 20s, I can remember like going to Vegas, going on all these trips. And, you know, we're in like the double bed, (laughs) sleeping with each other, right? Like we're like grown now. We don't do that. And so Airbnbs are definitely where it is for girls trips. And, you know, you obviously are able to subsidize the cost. So it ends up being more effective. Also, you know, within an Airbnb, even if you're traveling solo or even if you're just traveling with one person, you know, there are cheaper options. Maybe you do an Airbnb where you don't have the whole apartment or house to yourself. There are options for a guest room within the house for a shared space. So again, that's going to put drive your costs down. I have never done one of those scenarios. So I know people who have, who booked an Airbnb 
and they, you know, stayed on the same level, I guess, if you will, with the owner and that there were other guests in the home as well. I've never done that, but it's definitely a cheaper option. And I know that option is going to be cheaper than getting a hotel room all to yourself. But I will say you want to watch out for additional costs that are associated with Airbnb. So cleaning fees, late checkout fees, and other surcharges, those can be up to like 20% of whatever the nightly rate is. Where hotel fees tend to be pretty standard and pretty flat, right? You know, most hotel taxes are like below 10% and it's pretty standard. Obviously, there are no cleaning fees. So you want to keep that in mind too. When you're searching the Airbnb, yes, look at the nightly rate, but like keep like narrowing down your dates and take a look at those fees because I have seen it go from, you know, thinking I was going to be like saving like over a hundred dollars to like, by the time I add up the fees, like it's just about the same. Okay, y'all, I'm just interrupting this episode briefly to remind you about the Travel, Pray, Slay merch. Did you know we had an online shop? Well, if you want to make a statement and slay, then you have to head over to TravelPraySlay.com slash shop and check out all our merchandise. We've got hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, accessory bags, and luggage tags, which are my favorite. We've got everything in the online shop you need for your next trip. And whether that's a trip to Paris or just your daily trip to Target, <laughs> you still want to make sure that you slay, sis. So head over to TravelPraySlay.com slash shop and pick up some merch today. So speaking of that, this is where we get into point number two, which is about flexibility, right? So overall, I do feel like there's a lot of flexibility choosing an Airbnb, but there are a few drawbacks. So one thing about an Airbnb is that you don't have room service or takeout, right? And while that's a convenience, which I'll talk about a little later, I actually like that idea because you can cook your own meals, which again, if you are traveling as a couple or if you are traveling in a group or with your family, this is 100% cost effective, right? Because you're not having to get takeout. You're not having to go out to eat. And I say takeout just because, I mean, I realize a lot of places still don't have a lot of dining in options. But then again, either way, you don't have to get room service or dine in all the time at local restaurants. So, you know, you can pick up some groceries nearby, get everything you need and cook. I also think it's just like a fun way to like bond. And it's really, truly like home away from home. So I do like that flexibility. I know there are hotels that have like, you know, residents in our Homewood Suites where they have many kitchens. And I have stayed at a hotel like that before, but, you know, I didn't get full on groceries, but it was nice to have the refrigerator and a little stove if I wanted to like warm up some takeout. But at an Airbnb, you know, your mindset really is like, I'm going to treat this like home. So you get more groceries, you cook. As I've talked about on a previous podcast, when we stayed at the Airbnb in Austin, like we, before we got there, went and got food. So we cooked tacos one night, we did breakfast and we really planned for it. And we only had to go out to eat in the city for two nights. So 
Another thing about Airbnbs is it allows you to have more privacy. So again, if you choose to pick an Airbnb where you have the place to yourself versus a shared room, you are truly get to have a private travel experience. No housekeeping is knocking on your doors, no rowdy hotel guests. Typically, the host is not on the property. You know, maybe it's a guest house. I've did an Airbnb at a lake house before and the owner was next door, but, you know, he wasn't like, you know, looking at the window through us or he wasn't upstairs or downstairs. He was next door, which was convenient to walk over to him. But there was privacy, right? Some I've stayed at are, are totally, you know, the person doesn't live on the property, right? It's a, a condo exclusively for Airbnb. But as much as you have that privacy, there are some concerns that people have around privacy. So again, keeping in mind, this is somebody's home or somebody's rental property. I was reading a study where 58% of travelers said that they are concerned about hidden cameras when they stay at Airbnbs. And 7% say that they have stayed in an Airbnb where they did discover a hidden camera. That is scary to me, but I actually believe it. I don't have those ring cameras and, you know, the little cameras you can put inside your home, but I do know people that do. And it is scary to think about because you can really hide those. And I think that is something that you do need to keep in mind. But as much as, you know, you get the privacy and the, you know, convenience of being able to cook, you know, on the downside, there are some ways that they are inflexible, right? So think about a hotel, you have a check-in time, usually like around like, you know, two o'clock. But we all know that if you get there early, you know, they can either put you in a room that's ready or maybe your room is early, right? Or you can call them at the last minute and say, hey, I actually need a king size bed instead of a double or, oh, can I add another room? And they have flexibility, right? That's not the way it is with Airbnbs. Most of them have a very strict check-in time. A lot of the times it's in the late afternoon. So that impacts your travel arrangements, right? You have to pick a flight that's going to land around that time, or you have to kind of make plans if you arrive early to kind of fill some time. Those are generally inflexible. And then you have to think about, you have the human factor at play. If you are meeting the guest in person, or rather, if you are meeting the host in person to exchange the keys, what if they're running late, et cetera? A lot of them do have you know, electronic access or they keep the keys in a lockbox nearby. But either way, there's usually a certain time that they are strict about you checking in and a strict time about you checking out as well, too. I know all y'all have been in hotels and called down and be like, oh, can I get another hour? I'm running behind. With Airbnbs, they do pretty much have strict checkout times. My understanding is that most of this has to do with the cleaning aspect, right? So they want you out by a certain time because they've already called for the cleaners, et cetera, to come clean up so that they can book the next space. And there could be fees associated with it. Also, when it comes to cancellation, it's not as flexible. There are strict cancellation policies. You could, you know, lose all of your money or only get a percentage back where, you know, hotels are pretty much 24 hours right up until you can cancel. The other thing, you rarely have a hotel council on you. I mean, I've never heard of that. 
if you have a reservation, you have your reservation and they're not going to kick you out, right? That's not the case with Airbnbs. I have heard horror stories of people having the host counsel on them at the last minute. People, you know, arriving there and feeling, you know, discriminated against and that not being a comfortable experience with the host or, you know, the host saying, oh, I only thought it was going to be two of y'all. I see you showed up with like four. No, I'm not going to let you stay here. Right. So you do have to think about all of those things you'll run into. But when it comes to just the overall experience, I think Airbnbs lend themselves to to locations that give you a more authentic experience, right? You can rent somebody's house on the lake. You can rent a condo in a trendy neighborhood and you can have more of an unplugged experience, if you will. You know, if you think about hotels, they generally are in crowded areas. Or if they are in remote locations, they're going to be a lot more expensive. They're still not going to be as accessible and private. And so I do like the option for an Airbnb so that you can truly immerse yourself in whatever location you are. Now, one of the last points I want to make, which I kind of touched on earlier, is convenience. So with an Airbnb, again, you don't have the amenities like, well, let me take that back. There are different types of Airbnbs, obviously, because of what I was about to say is you don't have like gyms and concierge, but there are people who rent Airbnbs that are out of condo buildings, you know, out of like timeshare property. So there are things like gyms and a pool, but the big difference in hotels and Airbnbs are room service, right? And concierge services. So even if you are staying at an Airbnb that's within a condo building that has a gym, you know, you still aren't going to be like calling down to the doorman if you have one and asking them for all these things or hold your bag because those are pretty much resident services and they know you're not a resident. So room service is a big, big convenience factor and housekeeping is a big convenience factor for a hotel, right? A lot of people I know They love the fact that, nope, I want to go on this trip. I don't want to have to clean up after myself. I don't want to have to cook. I don't really want to have to lift a finger. And hotels are all about accommodating your every need, especially when you get into luxury hotels, especially when you get into being a member of status. As I said, when I would travel with a friend who had status, I mean, things that I would never think that you would ask a hotel to do because they had status, they were asking them for like every little thing, right? Like bring me up this and, you know, bring me up a drink from the bar. Like, so there's a lot of conveniences. I had a colleague once who, same thing, he would stay at these hotels frequently. They knew him. He would request for them to go up to his room and and run a bubble bath. Like if he knew he was going to be Back at the hotel in 30 minutes, he says that he has had them come up, start a bath for him, bring up champagne. So all he does is walk in. I mean, I couldn't even think of, I didn't even think you could ask these things, right? So those kind of conveniences are available to you at a hotel and they are not at a Airbnb, right? You really never have to leave the hotel site or worry about anything. And an Airbnb is kind of a, do-it-yourself type of experience, right? If something does go wrong, let's say you can't get the TV to work, the appliance has stopped working, you can't find the extra sheets. 
you have to try to get in touch with the host, right? What if the host is unable to be there to help you? You know, a lot of people complain when they message the host, delays in it. So they're not at your beck and call like a hotel. There were a few questions or things we ran into, I think, when I was at the Airbnb in Austin. But the guy, like I said, he was next door. So if we wanted to, we can knock on the door. But, you know, he responded really quickly to messaging, right? Because I think we couldn't get the TV to work or something, right? He responded really quickly, right? But of course, there's been other times where that's not the case or, you know, it's just not as convenient. And so think about that, right? I do think hotels gain more cool points when it comes to the convenience factor for sure. So. I want to hear your thoughts. What has been your experience traveling in Airbnbs? What do you love about it? Or are you like, no, I'm not a fan. I don't want to stay in anybody else's house. How do I know they cleaned it well? You know, because a lot of people are against Airbnbs. How do I know they're not creeping on me? It feels weird. Or are you a hotel person? You know, you love the perks. You love the convenience. You've got status on Hyatt or or Marriott, and they are your go-to and you would never think anything else. So let me know. And as always, love your feedback. And I will chat with you all next time. Happy travels. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you want to check out the show notes, you can head over to the website, travelprayslay.com. I would love to connect on social media. So be sure you are following me on Instagram at travelprayandslay and Facebook at Travel Pray Slay. Again, Instagram is at Travel Pray and Slay. And if you love this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And be sure to leave a review. Thanks for listening and you'll hear from me soon. Mm-hmm.